This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You are listening to G Striker of the SteelerNation.com podcast. This is not the official SteelerNation.com podcast, but in actuality, a COVID-19 rant on Stryker's thoughts for this upcoming game. Just take note that Stryker does get heated during this conversation and does use some foul language. So keep in mind if listening with young children. These thoughts are the thoughts of G Stryker alone and do not necessarily represent the thoughts of SteelerNation.com. Hey, Steeler Nation, G Striker here with the SteelerNation.com podcast. Obviously, today is not the official podcast today. We're moving it to Thursday till after the game, but there's a lot of crap I need to get off my chest. I'm sure Steeler Nation, you guys want to talk a little bit too. I'll be taking some questions. But first off, we got to start talking about this COVID crap that's going on around the league, twice negatively affecting the Steelers and affecting them to the point where they have now had to push back entire games and entire weeks. First time being Tennessee. They essentially lost their bye week, which was planned. The bye week that they were given for week four, they had to prepare the entire time anyway, so they didn't know that that was going to be a bye week. They lost it. This time, Thanksgiving, you're supposed to have a nice, you know, playing a game. It's a big honor on Thanksgiving night, the highest broadcasted game of the year for the regular season. Now, nothing. No game, no mini-buy after it, which you usually get to, hey, you're going to go spend time with the friends and family this weekend. Didn't happen. So Steelers ended up, ended up getting Thursday, Friday, Saturday off when they should have had like Friday, Saturday, Sunday off and changing plans a little bit. But still, I mean, this is just absolute crap that we've had to deal with as Steeler fans because now the game <clears throat> has been pushed back three times, going from Thursday to Sunday, then Sunday to Tuesday, and now Tuesday to Wednesday. So first off, we're at the point now where – you know, the byproduct now is we have to watch a football game at 3.40 in the afternoon on a Wednesday. And that is unprecedented. I mean, even I understand COVID. I understand all that stuff. But there is no way the NFL should ever allow a game to be played in the afternoon of a work day for Steeler Nation. Not only that, the West Coast, that's a 12.30 start. You got no chance of even catching part of that game if you're working. So what the hell's up with that? And turns out the reason is NBC says, we have a Christmas tree lighting. Fuck you, NBC. I don't give a shit about your Christmas trees. I don't give a shit that Dolly, Dolly Parton's a national treasure. Don't get me wrong. She's a national treasure. I don't have a bad thing to say about her. But you got a chance to make real ratings during a football game, and you got this crap going on with a Christmas tree lighting. That's just absolutely mind-numbingly stupid, especially when the league has their own network. They have the NFL network. We can be like, let's show this game primetime on the NFL network if NBC is unwilling to do that. They were unwilling to do that, but still the NFL caved and said, that's fine. 
We're going to play at 3.40 in the freaking afternoon so no Steeler fans can watch it if you got to work. Um, hopefully you got a sick day. Hopefully you got some time off. Take a day off because it's, it's going to be a great ass-kicking ass to be able to watch the Ravens get slammed on Wednesday afternoon. I mean, at this point, just push the game to Thursday. I would rather, as a Steeler fan, just say, you know, fuck it, extra day. You're going to go Thursday primetime. Hey, we were supposed to be a Thursday primetime anyway. Ravens fucked up and screwed two Thursday primetime games in a row. So, hey, maybe they get one back. Then the entire country can watch the national ass-kicking of the Steelers kicking the crap out of the Ravens because that's what they deserve. They don't deserve an extra day because, oh, we didn't get time to practice. Harbaugh is the biggest, whiniest baby of NFL coaches that I've ever seen. Whining about the refs, whining about the COVID. It was your team's fault, man. It wasn't the Steelers' fault. Steelers did nothing wrong. Steelers have COVID things in place. They've been on these strict COVID rules since the last time the uh, Ravens snuck in a COVID player. The last time we played in Baltimore with Humphreys. And we ended up getting a guy with COVID the following week in um, Vince, uh, Vance McDonald. So, you know, screw you guys for not being able to take care of your own ship. Uh, and, and I think it's there's no way that it's just a single strength and conditioning coach for this kind of outbreak. I mean, it, it just does not make sense that one coach caused this whole outbreak. I think it's internal. I think it's players went out and had some fun, and they ended up getting each other sick. And the, um, the, the coach is getting scapegoated on it. But – you know, that's my own conspiracy theory. I don't know what yours are. But, I mean, coming down to this, I mean, think about the Denver Broncos now. Think about the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans had their week off. They didn't get a chance to practice, even have one single practice or a walkthrough before they were forced to play. Part of the guidelines, you got to play. Now, the Ravens are supposed to play tonight, but they didn't get a practice. So, we're going to push it an extra day so you can get a practice. That is absolute crap. They understand that, that they created that mess. That's the bed they have to sleep in. And honestly, they shouldn't get a single benefit from that. The NFL's answer to the Ravens saying, oh, we, we can't play. We didn't get any walkthroughs. We didn't get any practice time. NFL goes, you either forfeit the game or you don't play. That's it. That's, that should have been it. And honestly, they should have been like, you forfeit the game and the Steelers still get paid because Steelers have done nothing wrong. And I'm expecting that, you know, the Ravens get slammed hard, but Denver Broncos didn't get that chance. They could have pushed the game back a day, a day and had quarterbacks. You know, honestly, I would have been fine with that. And, but no, I mean, think about it. If, if it would have been Deshaun Watson, if it would have been Patrick Mahomes, one of those guys having COVID. And if you delayed the game a day, they play it. You damn bet your ass off that, that they, they'd move that Kansas City game. They'd move that Houston game. They'd, they'd move the game for Wilson and Seattle. But come on, Denver, you got, you got hosed. You got slammed, and they forced you to play a game without a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I understand the benefit of keeping people separated. Tomlin's on the ball and that kind of stuff. He understands that, you know, this is the age that we're living in, and we got to keep the, keep the uh, you know, practice squad people separated from the regular squad people, even though they do intermittent practices. But with the – we've been heightened. We've had heightened COVID. We have only been together strictly on the field. That is it. Steelers players are only together when they're practicing on the field or when they're doing walkthroughs on the field. No more weight rooms. Training room, they rotate people in and out. You're not in there together with people. And all of their meetings are done virtually. That was the – 
highest level for COVID that the NFL instituted a week ago. Steelers have been doing it for three weeks. So I knew that the Steelers, when they had some COVID cases this week, it wasn't going to be an outbreak. And it wasn't. It was just normal cases. Bugs is even back. So, I mean, he, he was a contact trace. So that's a benefit of being able to delay this a little bit. Maybe if they delay it an extra game, they have a chance of getting to it back. I mean, I'd be fine with that. I don't – hell, give them Lamar Jackson back. I, I want to play Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is a fraud. He is an absolute fraud. I stated at the beginning of the season that Lamar Jackson is a fraud. Teams have figured it out. And I didn't expect the Ravens to even make the playoffs this year. And right now, they're on the precipice of not making the playoffs. We'll have to see if they figure out how to win here down the stretch when they have easy games. But if they keep getting COVID coughs, I don't see the COVID crows going much farther down the line, um, even with Lamar Jackson. Honestly, I think RG3 gives them a better chance to win. He is a more accurate passer. The Steelers have set the template. They showed Tennessee all you have to do is stop the run, force him to throw. He's going to make mistakes. And he makes mistakes, throws the ball away, throws the ball into traffic, throws the ball into coverage, pick, 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 fumble, fumble. The guy, he's, he's horrible, too, at maintaining uh, ball possession. Even when he runs with the ball, he's running without here and away from his body. He's not taking care of the football. And that's why I like facing Lamar Jackson. That's who I wanted to face on Thanksgiving. I wanted us to roast those Ravens as being the sacrificial bird other than the turkey on Thanksgiving to be able to see Lamar Jackson – being exposed for the fraud that he is in this league. He cannot throw the football. He is an extremely athletic running back that happens to be able to throw the ball a little bit. But he is not a quarterback. He is not a quarterback in this league. I hope the Ravens pay him, but honestly, I don't feel he's a quarterback in this league. And then what happens? As soon as they move the Ravens game the first time, bam, we're going to be playing the uh, uh, Cowboys-Ravens game on Monday night the following week. I mean, it happened immediately. They didn't even talk about moving the Steeler game yet at all. Steeler game didn't get moved until last night when they decided to move the Washington game from Sunday to Monday. And now, what did they do? They decided to move the Ravens game yet again from Monday to Tuesday, giving them an extra day to prepare for their and, and to get a primetime game. So Steelers now are screwed with two games in a row where you're coming out of work 3.40 on Wednesday, 5 o'clock on Monday, and they get awarded a primetime matchup game against how about damn Cowboys and their chance to win their, their division with their shitty 3-7 and seven record. I mean, come on. This is absolute crap. Honestly, I think Washington's the better team anyway. They're the only team in that division with a legitimate pass rush. Uh, you know, I, I'd say second would be the Cowboys for their pass rush, but Washington's front seven is legit. I mean, they're going to give Steelers – they're going to be a little bit of a handful for the Steelers. I honestly see them being tough on defense, not very good on offense. I don't see them putting up points. But, but I mean, how do you go from moving the Ravens games twice before you even announce that the Steelers game is moved to Monday night? That, that didn't make any sense to me, especially the last one, because they're already scheduled for Monday. Why move them from Monday to Tuesday? But it's going to be like, oh, this, we'll just put the Steelers way early on Monday and move them to Tuesday. like. This is the earliest game I've ever seen on a Monday. There's been talks the last time about when Tennessee happened and they moved the, they moved the game initially from Sunday to Monday. And they're like, oh, it might be Monday at 5 o'clock. And that's just an insanely early time to play the game. Play it at 7. I've been staying this for years. They should have two Monday night football games every week. One early for the East Coast, one late for the West Coast. 
everybody's happy. But that, in that sense, if there was already two, throwing the Steelers on at five, I could understand. But in this situation, man, I am just absolutely livid at the fact that the Ravens not only got the benefit of getting a practice to extend the week an extra day when teams like Tennessee, teams like Denver did not get the option to be able to extend the day an extra day. And they even said they were going to walk out. They said, we are going, there might be a strike. Players might not show up in a wildcat strike. A wildcat strike meaning a non-union enforced strike, something that they would have done on their own. And honestly, if I'm the league rep, I'd say, go ahead and strike. Like I said before, you get, you're forfeiting. If you strike, it's a forfeit. You probably, Hell, forfeit their next game too. You're going to forfeit two games in a row. You're not getting a paycheck for either one. The teams that you were going to play, they're going to get their paychecks because you guys fucked up. Steelers didn't fuck up. Cowboys didn't fuck up that time. But this is just asinine. It's like the, the league is catering to the Ravens to get them to play this game. And, you know, Ravens, all they do is get benefits from this. All they do is get benefits. This, with the Steelers, I mean, honestly, no fault of their own for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're actually COVID-sponsible. And they get stuck with the short end of the stick yet again from another team's outbreak. First one being the Titans. This one being the Ravens. Ravens getting to benefit from a longer rest to get some people back in. Extra time for the Cowboys. So, you know, in, an, in a nutshell, breaking it down, and they get a chance to get Ingram and Dobbs back. You know, that's kind of a big deal. You know, Dobbs more so than Ingram. I think Dobbs is a more dangerous running back, more of a complete shiftier, more, can make more plays with his ability than Ingram, though Ingram's still a solid, solid running back, and he's still feared. And I, and I like Gus. I like Gus the bus. The guy is a, a bruiser, Jerome Bettis style, obviously not Jerome Bettis's talent, but they've got talent at running back, and that's something that you just can't deny. But having that extra day goes, oh, you guys might be getting back these players. And the chances, the 10-day rule is up if they play tomorrow. And, but both of them need to test negative for uh, COVID and they can't have any symptoms within the past three days. If they had any symptoms within the past three days, it's a moot point and they don't get to come back from that 10-day rule. So Steelers do get a benefit. Steelers did get Isaiah Bugs back and Kevin Dotson back. Kevin Dotson's big. That's big depth might not be showing up unless we start resting starters. But Isaiah Bugs is big. And the reason why Isaiah Bugs coming back is big is because the Steelers have lost to it. And without having to it on the line, we're going to need Wormley to step up, obviously. Um, Bugs played defensive end more than he played nose last year. So I'd be interested to see if they're going to start sticking Bud back in – or Bugs, sorry, not Bud – Bugs uh, on that defensive end slot to rotate in with Chris Wormley. Uh, to help to see what's going on but you know that's the that's a minor benefit for the Steelers Steelers COVID wise are they're in great shape I mean I'm looking at the list right now James Connor is the biggest loss but we as Steeler fans know we've got Sneed who can be a starter yet he, he had nearly 100 yards in the game he started last year which was the second best day of the entire year that we had as a running back last year and we also have Anthony McFarland rookie Got high-end speed, breakaway speed. I'd love to see him get open once to see him to see if he can take one to the house. And another person that we might have forgotten, Smallwood. Smallwood sitting on our practice squad. I expect him to be a game day call-up this week because he is he's a Super Bowl champion. He knows how to run the football. He is a vested veteran. I expect Smallwood to get carries in this game on Wednesday. 
And I'd love to see him because he's a good running back. We know we kept the extra players just in case something like this would happen. And for me, Smallwood's like he's a he's a backup on the practice squad. That's essentially what I what, what he is. You don't need to keep him on the roster because he's a veteran. He understand he doesn't need to be built up like uh, Snell does being in his second year with McFarland being in his first year. They need the reps. They need to understand the offense. You know, Smallwood. I expect him to completely walk in, have no problems, be able to do what he wants. And guys, if you got any questions. Go ahead and write them down. I'll get to my questions here right when I'm done with my uh, COVID rant. But um, we're going to follow it up here, too. The, the last person out uh, on the roster is Gerald Hawkins, who is our extra swing tackle. So that kind of hurts a little bit in the blocking game if we're going extra heavy. But, you know, it's, it's not going to kill us. We'll pull up a tackle from the practice squad for that game. Hopefully he'll be back for the next game since we've gotten so much stretch time. There's a chance with most of these players coming back for this Washington game, as long as they're not showing positive results and, and, and have gotten through the, uh, the sickness quickly, like a lot of these healthy athletes are. Most, most notably, too, James Conner is a cancer survivor. His immune system is a little bit different than most other people. He's gone through chemotherapy. Um, he is technically at a higher risk for COVID-19 complications thoughts and prayers lots of Steeler Nation give him your prayers because we need him to come back healthy and strong and I'm looking forward to him coming back and the regular roster Jalen Samuels is going to be out with a quad injury he's already rolled his out Joe Hayden is questionable extending this gives him a better shot of playing but to tell you the truth the way the Ravens roster is now don't even play Joe Hayden this week give him a week off let him rest for the stretch because we need him when we start playing the high firepower in the playoffs, Buffalo coming up. That's a big game you're going to need him for. Let him rest, honestly. I would, heck, I'd let him rest next two weeks. But, you know, you tell me, Steeler Nation, whether he should rest or not. But coming back through to the Ravens, let's take a look at the Ravens. And I've got to make one last point, too. If the Steelers would have gotten a forfeit, would have given them a win, but – if they would have extended the season to the point where they were still undefeated, that win would be, oh, Steelers are undefeated, but they got an asterisk. They got a forfeit win. And then all Steeler Nation would have to deal with these dipshits saying, oh, you didn't really win that one game. It's like, hell, they couldn't field a fucking team. It wasn't our fault. But still, asterisk, you guys aren't undefeated team. You can't do what Miami did. I mean, how Miami did with 14 games, not 16 anyway. We can't do what New England did, but New England lost in the Super Bowl. I don't, I'm not afraid of this, this team up against anybody when they hit the playoffs. And the NFC is crap compared to the AFC. The winner of the Super Bowl is going to be the winner of the KC-Pittsburgh game of the AFC championship because there's no other team in the league that can match the output and the offense of Kansas City, especially in the NFC, or that can handle the balanced attack that is the Steelers. And the Steelers have the only defense – that could slow down, in my opinion, Kansas City, uh, as opposed to anybody else in the NFC, like Seattle's, no, New Orleans, no, Tampa Bay, no. They're, they're three, three of the better teams in that conference, and they all crap or big suspect problems on defense, whereas Steelers are just getting people back. They're getting stronger on defense. Yeah, not having Bush is going to hurt in the long run with a lot of the quick passing and the short area attacks, but they've already figured out how to do a good job and manage that i mean spillane's doing a fantastic job williams doing a fantastic job bringing edmonds down inside to help defend those people off the line of scrimmage now which would have been bush's job now it's edmonds job 
He's making plays. He's getting interceptions. That's a big deal. That's a big deal for the Steelers going in to the playoffs. But you can take that asterisk, shove it up your butts. Like I just really wanted Steeler Nation to be able to enjoy watching them kill, not just beat, but absolutely just destroy the Ravens to the point where Harbaugh would cry again and won't shake your hand because he feels like he's cheated. His team's always getting the short end of the stick. I live in the Baltimore area. I have to hear this crap every, every game from Ravens fans. Call! Call! It was a bad call, ref. It was a bad call. Yeah, that's all we get to hear from Ravens fans. But seriously, this is it. This is I am done with Harbaugh. I just wanted to see him get absolutely annihilated, shown as the classless coach that he is and that classless organization here in Baltimore. I'm done talking nice about him. Even though I live there, I'm done talking nice about him because they've showed that they won't take responsibility for this COVID outbreak. They're being whiny, crying, cryy babies about it. We're not going to play. We don't get to practice. Screw you. Screw you. Tennessee didn't get to practice. Denver didn't get to practice. Denver didn't get the quarterbacks. You guys can cry me a river all you want. You got the better quarterback playing anyway in this game. And last point, too, about crybaby Harbaugh. He wanted this game to be postponed to Week 18 so badly, so badly because he knows his team's not going to make the playoffs unless they let in eight teams. So if he could force that extra week with his sickly COVID crows, he'd do, he'd do it. He'd do it just to make the playoffs, just so the Steelers wouldn't get a bye if they were undefeated or the one seed. And we'd be playing them week one in the playoffs, kicking their butt again because our team with a healthy Ben Roethlisberger, that defense just is built to destroy Lamar Jackson and that offense. Stop the run, force them to throw, munch on those turnovers, eat them up. That's what I see. Like, this is starting now. It used to be the best rivalry in football. This is starting to going to become a one-sided rivalry. And it's going to be because of the way we built our defense to stop Lamar Jackson with fast players, talented players, exceptional players, all pro-level players. And that is how you defeat talent. You have to defeat talent with talent in this league. So, you know, I'm not sure if Harbaugh is going to be telling his team to go around and lick doorknobs for the rest of the year so they can get another forced week push so they can make the playoffs because that's the only way they're making the playoffs, honestly. I don't see them making the playoffs unless they expand to eight teams. Seven, there's just too many good teams in the AFC in that tier. You know, they can win out, but Cleveland with their running defense and their front seven, they're going to give them trouble too. So it's not a gimme anymore, especially if they're going to have more people on COVID because they can't keep their house in order. You know, I can really see this happening. So let's break down the Ravens roster. These are the people that are currently out for COVID-19 reserve list. On offense, quarterback, Lamar Jackson, starter. Running backs, Mark Ingram, who's supposedly the starter. Running back, J.K. Dobbins, who I feel should be the starter. Fullback, Patrick Ricard, who is their starter. Tight end, Mark Andrews, their only tight end on their roster. Starter, he's out. Willie Sneed, starter on wide receiver, opposite of, a, of, a, of a Marquise Brown. And he's the one that gives us fits from the wide receiver position, not Brown. Sneed's out. He's done. He's not start. He's, he's not going to be playing this game. DJ Fluker, their starting right tackle, out. Will Holden, he's a backup. He's not playing. Now, here's an interesting spot. 
Both centers, their starter, Makari, their backup, Skura. Both of them. Kari's the starter. He's out. Skura, he's out. And I'll get back to this once I make my point, because uh, I, I think this is going to be the biggest point in the game. Defense, Brandon Williams, we knew he is out uh, for being defensive tackle. Backups, Washington and Matabuke are also out. Kalias Campbell, starting defensive end, is out. Jihad Ward, backup on defensive end, is out. Linebackers, Matthew Judon, their only real threat. I mean, they went out and they got uh, the other guy from um, frickin', uh, geez, from the uh, from the Vikings, and he has only had one sack since he's been over with the Ravens. He had six before he came to the Ravens. He had one sack since he's been, been with the Ravens. That's like four weeks now. So, you know, like really Judon was their only threat to rush the passer. Without Judon, Ben's going to have all day. It's going to be great. McPhee's a backup. He's out. Ferguson's a backup at linebacker. He's out as well. And then they have three backups at cornerback, Tavon Young, Khalil Dorsey, uh, Terrell Bonds. They're all out. And then they're missing a prime member on their special teams. They're missing their starting long snapper, Morgan Cox. He's out. So now that means both of their starting centers and their starting long snapper, which is all of the players that have taken all of the snaps, both in preseason, regular season, practice, all year, none of those guys are playing. And that, to me, is the biggest difference. This is why the, the game right now is listed as a 10-point game. I would be – I honestly put the – if you got money to put down, put it down. Steelers are going to cover 10. Steelers are going to cover 20. Because if you got three guys that are the, your only snappers – are not playing that football game, you're going to have a lot of balls hitting the ground. You might have, you know, problems with the punting game. You might have problems now with their usually automatic field goal kicker. If they're going to get a good snap back and a good hold, man, he's going to be pissed. <laughs> because honestly, you know, Justin Tucker is the, in my opinion, the greatest kicker to ever play in the NFL. And it's just the strength of his leg with the accuracy of his leg. He kicks over 50 yards the way all other court kickers are kicking in 40 to 45. He does that 50 to 55. That, that looks like his 40 to 45 when you've got an automatic kicker. He is unreal to watch. But he's going to have problems if that long snapper can't get the ball back. And now you work in a quarterback that hasn't been taking the snaps all game. That quarterback center exchange, which is supposed to be a big deal, is going to have a lot of problems coming up in this game, and that is your chance to make some money here. Bet on the Steelers to cover because they're going to cover. They're going to cover because they don't have a center. They've got a guy coming off the practice squad who's a rookie, undrafted, rookie free agent. You're going to have Alu-Alu lining up right over this guy's head. You're going to have Hayward and Tuitt running stunts at this kid. I mean, he's not even going to know what the snap count is just because he's not going to know He's got to get that ball back so quick because he knows he's got to stand up real quick because he's an undrafted rookie free agent. He's got to work real fast. He's got to get that ball back to RG3. And, man, he's going to put balls on the ground. I'm telling you, I expect at least three balls on the ground in this game uh, just from the center quarterback exchange. Or, you know, if it's a long snap back, there might be a bumble from um, RG3's end, too, if it's not directly to him because this is a complete – this is the wild card. This is the problem that is going to happen for the Ravens. It's going to be to the Steelers' benefit. Fortunately, they're going to get this game off because this, the Ravens don't deserve – not only don't deserve to win this game, they don't deserve to even be close in this game. This should be the Steelers 
just putting their foot on the throat of the Ravens saying, you didn't do what you were supposed to do. We're not going to take it easy on you. We got our color rushes on. We're being forced to play an afternoon game now without fans. So we're going to put on a show that the entire league can't, can't ignore, even though the league is trying to, well, we'll just shove this game down to 340 on Wednesday. That way nobody sees it because it's going to be a bad game. We're going to beat the crap out of them so badly. It's going to be the only thing that announcers are going to be talking about until Sunday for the NFL is how badly we kick the crap out of the Ravens. I want to honestly, I want to see the Steelers score the most points of an NFL game. I, I want to see them put up 80 points on this team. Not even, don't even take it easy on this team. 20 points each quarter. Bam, 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 bam. Down the field, wreck this team because they don't deserve to be a part of it. It's their fault. We're in the situation anyway, and they're getting all of the benefits. They got to get slammed. They have to get slammed on draft capital. Honestly, like they build their drafts so they get comp picks every year. Steelers kind of do the same thing, but the Ravens are better at it. Ravens are better at letting their, their free agents go, get paid huge signing bonuses elsewhere elsewhere and then they get third round fourth round comp picks so that's the way they build if i was the nfl i'd be like ravens you lose all your comp picks this year that's worse than taking away a pick for the ravens that's absolutely worse than taking away a draft pick say you don't get a comp pick this year because they're built for it they'd have like four three or four comp picks one of them would be high every year happens every year for that team that's how you screw the Ravens. That's how you tell them we're not messing around. We're losing draft picks. If you guys can't do this, Tennessee, I think, already lost a draft pick. And that's how you hurt the Ravens and get them to take it seriously. Because if you take one draft pick away, they're like, we don't care. We got comp picks. Take away the comp picks. Because that's how they're built. They're built to draft in the comp. And one positive, the one positive I can see coming out of here for Steeler Nation is Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin doesn't put up with bullshit. He doesn't make excuses. He knows that this is now motivation. Motivation that he can utilize for his undefeated team. This is a team, because when you're undefeated toward the end of the year, you know, you keep racking up wins. Winning gets kind of either lackadaisical or you fall into a trap or you're not thinking, but doing this to the Steelers, Three games in 12, 11 days, that's going to light a fire under the Steelers' ass. Tomlin's going to be like, look what the league did to you. There's no excuses. It's like, the only, your only excuse, go out there and show them, show them the only way you know how, and that's by winning football games. Go out there and beat the crap out of the Ravens. Go out there and beat the crap out of the, the WTFs or whatever hell name that Washington football team is, what the fucks, and go out and beat the crap out of uh, – Buffalo in Buffalo the following uh, weekend because that is their three games in 12 days and they've got to put on a show. They've got, I mean, cat, get off my computer. That is my cat. My cat is a Bengals fan. As you can tell, she's striped. She hates my broadcast and my podcast. So she has to walk through when I'm doing it, but that's how you do it. That's how you take that motivation. Tomlin's going to be picking at each player, letting them know, you know, League didn't want you to play this game in prime time. Hmm. Putting on your color rush jersey is supposed to be a prime time game. You're not playing at prime time because the league didn't want you there. What do you think about that? Chip on your shoulder. Chip on your shoulder. How do you knock that chip off your shoulder? By beating the crap out of your hated division rival. Now it's hatred. Like this, before it was a, like a respectful division rivalry. Now we're getting to the point where this is a hated division rivalry. You know, 
Players used to respect each other. Like it was a hated rivalry with Cincinnati when they had perfect and they had Pac-Man because those guys were intentionally trying to injure people. We hated them because you don't want players to get injured playing the game of football for dumb reasons. And their dumb reasons were, we want to hurt you. And that was it. So screw you guys. Same thing with Cleveland to an extent, throwing his, uh, beating uh, Rudolph with his own helmet. That's a hatred. That's a hatred. That's not a rivalry. That's losing his mind, showing hatred, and that's a hatred rivalry. Now the Ravens getting all the benefits. We'll have to hear what they get. If they get fined, fines mean nothing. Anyway, in the NFL, guys, oh, team got fined a million dollars. That doesn't mean shit to a billion-dollar industry. Got fined a million dollars, whatever. That's one-thousandth of what we make. Does not matter. Whatever. You, you, you screw people now, suspensions, draft picks. That's the only way. The only way you show people that you are serious with the COVID protocol. That, you know, oh, it, wasn't, it was just one guy. It was just one, one weight room guy. Hey, anybody there that walked in that weight room, they saw that guy without a mask on, they could have said something. They didn't. They didn't. We'll just let it happen. <coughs> we'll let it happen. Oh, oh, we got a little lackadaisical in our mask wearing rules. Oh, oh we, we weren't really wearing our, uh, our markers, so we didn't know how far apart we were, for, we were from each other. That's why their whole team has it, because they're dumb. They're dumb. Arbaugh's an idiot. I, I can't stand the guy. He doesn't take it seriously. And now they're the laughing stock because of it, and he needs to get wrecked because of this, honestly. And they need to be shown for the absolute losers that they are. Um, one thing I just need to point out, even though this isn't the official podcast, guys, Today, we are still giving away a free uh, Steven Nelson jersey. Go to, um, to at Total Sports ENT on Twitter. Total Sports Enterprises at Total Sports ENT. All you have to do is retweet it. You get a chance to win a Steven Nelson jersey. They are also giving away a Minka Fitzpatrick jersey as part of their 21 Days of Christmas that they're giving away a free jersey or a free item every day. So you got two chances to win something, a Mega Fitzpatrick jersey and a Steven Nelson jersey just by going on to at Total Sports Enterprises and retweet. So good luck, Steeler Nation. You'll be, you'll be geared up here soon. They get their stuff out really quickly. They're going to announce the winner for the Nelson game Thursday morning, and they'll be announcing the, uh, the winner daily here for these giveaways. So the, the Fitzpatrick one should be given away and known tomorrow. So good luck, Steeler Nation. Go out there, show your pride. Shop there at tseshop.com and check out at Total Sports Enterprises for your chance to win every day, it seems like, getting a free jersey. And that's it, guys, at least for my rant. I am open to taking questions. I am now going to check Twitter and Facebook and the our own website over here at Steeler Nation. I'm going to start off with Steeler Nation because I know they've got some stuff up here, which I see. Uh, how many different <laughs> how many different companies supply corona testing kits to the NFL? Uh, and do certain companies test kits go to certain teams? I do not know the answer to that question. I know that at least with PCR testing, it doesn't matter who it's from, uh, which PCR standing for polymerase chain reaction testing, that is the most that is what everybody takes every day. I just went and took one at Kaiser Permanente on Tuesday. I got my results back on Wednesday. Same thing with all the NFL. It takes one day to get it back. That's how we know these things are getting back in time. So it doesn't matter really who the company is. It matters the type of test because the PCR test is the 
most accurate test to know if you have COVID. It's also why they delay the letting you know if it's a positive test and who it is for 24 hours because they give that person a second test to make sure it's not a false positive. False positives occur rarely with the PCR test. With those quick tests that you can get with a swab and you wait it to like 10 minutes to an hour, those things are not nearly as accurate. Those things you can get false positives, false negatives all the time. So if you want to get a real COVID test, go get a PCR test and uh, do it the right way. Hopefully you're part of Kaiser Permanente because they did an excellent job. Both my wife, my wife got one a couple weeks ago. She got her results back in literally like 12 hours. She at 4:30 in the morning they they shot her her thing across her phone and she's like, "You don't have COVID." So that's you know they do a great job. I'm not sure who your care providers are, but like I said, Steel Dino doesn't matter who is supplying the tests. It's all the same test. It's a polymerase chain reaction. It utilizes the same um, uh, uh, um, pieces as anyone else. The only thing they do is, is, is companies are providing them. They're just shipping it. Maybe something can happen in shipping. That problem that happened earlier in the year, it happened with that one location that was doing the testing in New Jersey. They had a corruption. And that happens sometimes where a sampling site can be corrupted for the way that they keep that area. I've worked in labs before. I mean, it, it's rare, but it does happen. And that's been the only time it's happened in the league. And they show that everything from that test, when they retested everybody, they were fine. So, you know, it's not as much as who does the test. It's what type of test. Make sure it's a PCR test. And all these tests for the COVID-19, COVID reserve protocol are PCR positives or PCR close contacts. Mighty Guru, just shouting out. Let these, let all these jagoffs have it with both barrels. I'm 100% with you, bro. Hoot's asking me about my hangover. It's doing great today. I always water up in the morning. I drink one to two liters of water every morning before I even eat food. That's what I do. It gets me back into shape and ready to drink the next night. It's my reset. I can't do coffee. I'm not a coffee guy. I've got enough energy. You put me on caffeine, I'm just insane. <clears throat> so Mad Insomniac also wants to know, Please explain to me how not practicing is dangerous. And if it is, why are the guys coming off the list on game day allowed to play? Seriously, is there any bigger joke of an excuse? Okay, so my cat again, jumping across the screen. Practicing is, you know, it's dangerous, but to the point where you don't want anybody with positive to be there no matter what. The reason why practice is the least dangerous is you're outside. And when you're outside, you've got the wind blowing, it's moving the virus, it's dispersing the virus, and you got, you're masked up at practice anyway. So number one, you can't practice if you're, if you're positive. And number two, you're outside, you're not close contact, you're running your roots, and you've got the air to help displace the virus if there is a virus to be had at the practice, which is why we don't walk inside after practice to do meetings inside anymore. And that is smart. The like Steelers were ahead of the curve on that there, Mad. And it's the reason why the Steelers don't have an outbreak and the Ravens do. It's because the Ravens still hung out together after practice, doing their inside meetings because the mandated NFL COVID um, policy, which was supposed to be heightened, was, didn't take effect until this week. So they were on the last week of it. They're like, oh, we'll wait till we have to be forced into it. Steelers forced themselves into it after that Humphreys debacle. And we had four guys on close contact. So we're like, we're not going to, we're going to take this seriously. We're not going to screw up anymore. And, you know, fortunately, kudos to Tomlin, kudos to the organization, kudos to the health staff too, and the doctors that are on the, 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 the 
the leading edge of that curve as opposed to following that curve after it's been set because it's why Steeler fans can enjoy games and it's not our fault if these games get postponed. So your second part, part of the, the one is why are, are players coming off the list on game day allowed to play? Game day follows the, league, the, the rules of the 10-day protocol. And I know at least with we're talking about with Ingram and with um, Dobbs or Dobbins, um, they have to be they have to, a they have to be sitting on that list for 10 days when they're off the list they cannot be positive if they're still positive on that 10th day they can't play or if they had any symptoms within the past three days they can't play so it's still not a, for certain yet that Ingram and, and uh, JK Dobbins will play in this game but if they do it's because a they don't have COVID they, they didn't test positive here uh, the day before, which is big because you have to come out to come off the list. You have to, you have to test negative and they hadn't had any symptoms within the past three days, which means they've already worked through it, through it, through their system. And it went through quickly, which does happen as well, especially for athletes that are in excellent shape that take, can take care of their bodies. They have a better chance, a much better chance of getting through those types of things. So I'm going to check over here too on Facebook to see if there's any last questions, Twitter. If you got any questions, you can go ahead and throw it up. Um, but I'm going to run down here through quickly because I know we get some play on Facebook. Usually you got 18 comments. So yeah, I can go through Facebook now and go through our comments to see what people have and what people ask. Um, Kathy rocker bourgeois. I'm going to say Burgess, Burgess or bourgeois. I love both pronunciations. Kathy, good to see you again. Uh, why do the rules seem to be different for the Steeler games? Um, I don't know. You know, it's for Steelers, it seems like Raj has it out for us. It really does, especially now that they, they've moved two Steeler games uh, to negative positions, both being before people get out of work at 5 o'clock p.m. on the East Coast, giving the West Coast basically no chance to watch the game unless you take a day off or you work from home. You know, I have the benefit of working from home right now. I get to see the games, but I feel for my Steeler Nationers that are out there, first responders that are out there, you know, working in the hospitals that can't take these days off. And this is our release. We get to enjoy these games. So, you know, it, it really hurts us for the blue collar portion of, of Steeler nation being able to watch these games on time. You know, I would love for them to just do the right thing and show these as primetime games. There should be no weekday games that isn't primetime. There's just no excuse for this. None. And then moving the Ravens game from Monday to Tuesday, giving him a primetime slot and forcing the Steelers to play Monday at five o'clock. That is just insult to injury, in my opinion, Kathy. And I, I don't have an explanation for that. The smart thing would have been just put the Steeler game on Tuesday because the Monday game was already set with the Cowboys and the Ravens. But no, they're going to move them again and give them the benefit. Put the Steelers at 5 o'clock. Hopefully get off of work early, Kathy. Um, Kathy also asks, you know, the Saints were able to play a team that had three quarterbacks out with COVID. And, that, and I, I mentioned that earlier in the show. You probably heard it. It's like Denver has a reason to be pissed, especially since Baltimore whined and cried about not having time to get ready, which isn't part of the COVID state. They, COVID strictly states you don't have to practice all week to be able to play your game. Happened to Tennessee when they had their COVID outbreak. They didn't get to practice their whole week, and they showed up, and they played a hell of a game when they came back. Um, should have been the same thing for the Ravens and it should have been an either, or it's like either you play, either you show up and practice or you're forfeit. Um, 
Anthony Laird, Anthony, he's asking if there's been any update news on possible COVID cases in the Steeler locker room. We went over that a little earlier, Anthony. It's, it's gotten much better. Only Bugs, well, Bugs returned, uh, as well as Kevin Dotson. Only people on the list currently are James Conner, Stephen Tuitt, and Gerald Hawkins. Hawkins and Tuitt have a chance to return before the game. I mean, I'm, I'm not banking on it, but they do have a chance. Uh, Connor does not. He just tested positive, I think, on Saturday. So he's definitely out for this game. <clears throat> Let's go, Steelers. Thank you, Chloe O'Neill. Good to hear from you. Uh, Sherry Dickerson's going to be trying to watch the game during her lunch hour. I feel you, smart. Honestly, that's, that's going to be what we have to do, our blue-collar workers. And, you know, much love to you for having to go to work on that day because I personally, if I had to work, I'd take a day off if I could. But if, you're a, if you can't, if your job – you know, if you're in the health field, you can't take a day off. If you're a first responder, you really can't take a day off if it's your, if it's your uh, times you're allotted to work. So I feel you. I honestly do. Anthony also says, yeah, I've never even watched the Christmas tree lighting crap. And I haven't either. But to tell you the truth, I probably would have watched it this year. It being 2020, me stuck in the house. I did hear Dolly Parton's performing. She's a national treasure. I would love to watch her perform. I can watch anything she does. I love Dolly Parton. Uh, even though I'm a punk rock guy, I love me some Dolly Parton. She is just one of the greatest human beings out there and just a nice role model for, for girls, women, humans. She's just such a great, great loving person. Uh, Joe Knight Baronet asks, NFL made the Wildcat work. How about the Steelers make Wishbone 3 back to improve the running game? Now that's a valid question. I don't know if their blocking scheme will help with three running backs in the backfield, though, because right now it's the guys at the point of the attack that aren't holding up their end of the bargain. And it's also the defenses that are forcing and shooting the gaps and, and gap blitzing in the A gaps and B gap blitzes um, on their way to Roethlisberger to try to break up the run. And it's, it's working. It's effective. There's better things that the Steelers can do. Uh, maybe adjust the blocking a little bit better. Maybe – run some more counters. We we've gotten away with the counters and the pulls a little bit. So, you know, I would like to see that a little bit more. Um, we're just doing a lot of outside runs, a lot of end arounds, which don't work. I mean, stretching out these defenses, they're coming up, they're hitting the gaps and that's making us look bad and we're getting hit in the backfield because of it. So I agree with you, David, all BS. Nobody wants us to stay undefeated. Sherry, I agree with you, but like I said, I think this is the biggest reason why we might go undefeated these next three games as it gives Bill Cower a chance to motivate an undefeated team when it's, it's tough. Honestly, it's tough to motivate an undefeated team. But if you've seen some of these tweets coming out where, you know, like Hayward's responding to it's responding, uh, Zach Banner's responding. And they're just like, you know, you know, they expect it. They expect the Steelers to get the short end of the stick and they're going to use it as a rallying cry to hopefully extend this uh, undefeated season a little bit longer, make those Kansas City Chiefs fan keep, keep sweating while they keep saying they have the best team in the league when they can't beat the Las Vegas Raiders. So, you know, that's on them. And, they heck, they almost lost to them a second time. Heck, they almost lost to Tampa Bay when Brady's throwing interceptions after interceptions, and, and they still almost have a chance to win that game at the end, which is just sickening. Like, Kansas City is a great offense. They're not a great team. They are a great offense. You slow down that offense, you're winning games. You're winning games and you're beating that team. So, hey, Ryan, I see you up. I'm throwing up a, a, a mark there on a <laughs> – I got my message pop up too. Ryan Stansberry. 
What's going on? Doing a live broadcast, Ryan. I hope you're watching it. We're over on the Steeler Nation site. <laughs> Stacy Cade, also excellent. She's happy stuff going on. Um, Cody Young asked, people are mad that Pittsburgh is still undefeated. Wow, too bad. I agree. Shane Burgess back. Do you think it's to help the Ravens or hurt the Steelers as they tried to do this against do against the Titans? And to me, I just can't explain how the now the Ravens the, the league seems to be giving the Ravens more benefits than they than they've done for any other team. The Titans they gave zero benefits, and they also docked the Titans a draft pick. We'll see what the the punishment's going to be, um, but I think the punishment deserves to be severe because the, you got to put it in perspective too. the The league lost out on two straight Thursday night primetime games. And that's a, that's a moneymaker for them. You know, that's a, that's a game where they have the entire nation being able to see a game, especially on Thanksgiving. That's the big one. That's the, the most watched game of the year, maybe other than the Christmas Day game now that they're starting to do, um, because it's the only thing to watch. I mean, eating's time's over, and, and it's time to just, you know, sit down and, and, and uh, you know, enjoy a meal and, and watch the Steelers kick the crap out of the birds. But they deserve to get really, really hit on this one. Honestly, they do. Yeah, Sherry, they need to put the foot down and not let up on the gas. I am 100% with you. Um, yep, Anthony back. I answered the question. And uh, I will go with C with Connor being out as an opportunity for one of the backup running backs to make a jump at the number one spot. Honestly, I am not – I am on the, the – I, I, I believe in Connor. Connor has the best blend of quickness, elusiveness, strength, and he has the best stiff arm on the team. Um, I like his skill set as being the feature back. He is a better receiver than Snell. He is a better runner than Anthony McFarland right now. So that is your options. He's the most complete back that we have, good in pass protection as well. So. You know, that's why I stick with Connor. I'm not an anti-Connor guy. I want to see Connor, you know, continue to get some help with the blocking. Getting back a healthy Derek Watt would really help because we still haven't had a game really where Derek's been back healthy since he's gotten that, uh, that hamstring pull, which is kind of really great two hamstring, which, which really screwed up his season here for a bit. But he's getting to the point now where this thing should be completely, completely recovered. And, yes, I always misspeak, Jamie. Thank you for coming. I probably said Bill Cower. I always misspeak because I've got so much knowledge in this head from 40-plus years of Steeler watching. I, of course, mean Tomlin. Tomlin's the one to have the, to get this team under control, ready to roll, ready to fight, ready to win. So, uh, all right. What we got here last? Tomlin. They almost lost to the Panthers. Yeah, they did. Yeah, Kansas City did almost lose to the Panthers too. Good point, Jamie. And that's a team that had no, no business of hanging with Kansas City. Um, not Connor was having a bad year or anything, but more to in case he can't come back. Yeah, no, he, he's going to come back. Well, I understand. Like, that's, that is a good point, Anthony. It is. If they get to the point where he has complications with COVID, yeah, they, the Steelers are going to treat this game as, you know, who do we have, who can participate, who's doing well and you know what can we do moving forward if we don't have the ability to have Connor back yeah Snell's an option Smallwood's an option like I, I brought that up earlier too Smallwood is a starter in this league and he's a Super Bowl winner this guy can come in and be a, an instant starter without any problems so 
you know, we might be talking about Smallwood after tomorrow's game because I think he's going to get some playing time. So it'll be interesting to watch that come up. Yep, I'm with you, Jamie. Yeah, we're all crazy COVID minds coming up. Anything else? It doesn't look like we got any extra questions there on on uh, Twitter. And I will check the page here for the last time. And we are good. That is all the questions we've taken. Guys, this has just been more of a rant than the actual podcast. But we still ended up to make nearly an hour out of this. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed just venting. Thank you for letting me vent, Steeler Nation. Uh, I'll talk to my... Uh, my editors to see if this is even worthy of putting up on the podcast so you guys can listen to it later on. But I'm definitely putting it up on YouTube because everybody loves a good rant on YouTube. But cheers, Steeler Nation. Love you guys. Hope we get to enjoy a, a butt kicking tomorrow. And come on over to SteelerNation.com. Check out the podcast. Check out the great articles. Check out the great um, forum. The football forum there is second to none, as well as our great apparel and gear. Click on the gear page. Click on the apparel page. Buy some great gift ideas right now coming up. This is the time to shop and get some great stuff. We've got some great T-shirt designs, sweatshirt designs. Be the envy of your virtual tailgate or your Christmas coming up with your family. Everybody stay safe out there. Wear those masks, and I'll be seeing you on Thursday at 2 o'clock right here on Twitter, right here on Facebook. I'll have Hunter back with me. We'll be talking the game. We'll be venting probably a little bit more, but at least I got it off my chest. So I'm not going to be dropping nearly as many F-bombs on Thursday. But until then, as always, this has been G-Striker with SteelerNation.com. Rooting along with you, as always, go Steelers! This rant is strictly the opinion of G-Striker and does not reflect upon the opinions of SteelerNation.com, its sponsors, or its affiliates. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.